Hello, welcome to my amazing podcast that is packed with dry humor, symbolism, and cringy storytelling. In today's episode, I'm gonna crush what you might think of masculinity. <laughs> Do not fear. If you are triggered, angered, offended, or aroused, hey, you may always email me at idcgtfo at stfu.com. Again, that is idcgtfo at stfu.com. Let's start with the basic principles of being a man. And depending on what year you were born in or who you ask, this will differ greatly. To bring context to younger ears, I'm going to first warn you by saying fuck, motherfucker, and pussy. Second, I'm going to start with the year 1940. Even though the large tracts of Europe and many old famous states have fallen or may fall into the grip of the Gestapo and all of the odious apparatus of Nazi rule, we shall not flag or fail. He looks over the heads of 18-year-olds who volunteered to hand themselves to death himself on this day. They are scared, unaware of the importance of their participation. The commander bows his head. They are a few minutes to their final destination. Within the cold, chilling gates of hell, he lifts his chin back up, takes one last look, bearing witness to the children of God. He will suffer with them, to also be glorified with them. When he was a boy, his father told him to never fear death, to meet it, to lay down every amount of effort, and thus will be enough to overshoot the gates of hell's internal flame and land within the home of the legendary heroes, along with his father, mother, and now every single boy in this Higgins boat. To inspire, lead, and empower these young, brave men, he speaks with the voice of an archangel, a speech that will pierce the heart of every warrior, soldier, and fighter. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. The sound of a door opening and more gunfire, bombs, and death roar. But they all run forward, rushing the lines, sprinting into the red waters that lead to their grave. The deaths that define what it is to be a man, what it means to put it all on the line.
The principles of being a man are like men. Simple, unwavering determination, unbreaking strength, and unpenetrable integrity. When a man takes full responsibility for their actions, is strong enough to bear the weight of a thousand whips of hatred, and has the relentless determination to stand back up, taller, he is greater than any god, empowered to do, become, or destroy anything. Whichever wolf you feed within yourself, you can do great things. Whether good or evil, the choice is yours. Every man gets swept from underneath, caked while they're down, stabbed in the back, or spit on by a coward. But what makes a man different is no matter how much your muscles are sore, no matter how much your knees are shaking, or how much your lungs burn with the fire of a dragon, you always stand up taller than before, chin higher, chest bigger, and smile wider. Now you know what makes a man. You may question what it means to live by these principles. Like a weapon, a man is crafted, hammered, put into a point of vulnerability before they harden, sharpen, and shapen. What does it mean to have an unwaverable determination? It means to never give up on what means the most to you. It doesn't mean to never admit you're wrong or to never change your beliefs. It means to never go gentle, whether that's out of a position of power or into that good night. Determination is defined as the firmness of purpose, resoluteness. What is your purpose? Do you have one? If not, that means you're still on the journey of discovering what it is and walking this path that should have many guides leading you into different areas that you might uncover what your purpose is. Unfortunately, many people find that this pathway is barren and daunting. That's okay. Maybe you don't have guides to help you out. It might take longer to get where you feel comfortable saying this is your purpose, but no worries, you will get there, for you have the drive to find it, to scout the great world for it, unafraid of what might push you back or slow you down. You as a boy will find the determination to continue on through the thick and dangerous jungle and stumble upon what is your purpose. Once you find it, work hard. What does it mean to have unbreakable strength? When you feel your teeth rattle with the blow of your enemy, when you feel your lungs empty, your last breath, when you feel your knees give out and you hit the ground, you don't admit defeat. You don't surrender. You don't become a victim. You get up on a knee, take a breath, put both feet under you and stand up. This time, you know what it feels like to be behind the enemy's force. You know what to expect, and you're ready, unflinching. He may hit you again. He may slam you into the ground over and over until you physically can't get up. But you're unbreakable. You are unwilling to bend or crack. You could become paralyzed, severely disabled, but you still live with purpose. You aren't spiteful or angry. You aren't defeated. You never lose. You learn. When a man wins, he should be proud and humble, but happy at the outcome. When a man loses, he should be proud and humble, but happy at the outcome. 
for he just gained a valuable lesson, learned more than winning would have ever provided. He just learned that even if he loses, he still stands. He may be stronger than he thought he was, or is more resilient than everyone else pre-described him as. That's what it means to be unbreakable, to not just be physically empowering, to withstand any force any evildoer will provide, but to have the will and the mental fortitude to withstand the torture life will provide. Becoming a man also brings you the responsibility to control your overpowering strength and to be able to understand how much force is enough. When your wife, daughter, loved one is in danger, you must eliminate the threat, not slow it down, not succumb to it. You snap their neck. You go the whole nine yards. Or you give your life trying. As a man, it is ingrained in us to put forth our life before the ones we love, to protect, to instill the safety of others we cherish and love. Without the man comes no protection from other men. For with good comes evil, and if it can happen, it will. If the evildoer can take away your life, they will. It's your duty to have the strength, physically and mentally, to be able to perform and completely annihilate the threat. Fuck whoever says to provide mercy. Fuck the ones who ask for forgiveness. That's what their God is for, and you'll make sure they see them before anyone you love does. But once it's over, the whistle is blown, or the threat is eliminated, you stop. Your job is done. No need to continue more. Causing extra harm or doing more foul will lead to the hunger of that dark wolf inside of you. The more you live in spite or vengeance, the more it grows. Eventually, it will overpower the light wolf in you, and you will be the next stain on the floor of another man's path. What does it mean to have impenetrable integrity? One of the truest tests of integrity is its blunt refusal to be compromised. Amazing quote by Chinua Akibi. Hey, hey, here, man, take a hit. It'll chill you out, you know? Oh, nah, man, I'm good. Thanks for the offer, though. Oh, you sure? Good shit, man. Are you scared or something? I mean, it, it's cool. No, just not my thing, bro. No worries, though. You do you. More for you, right? Yeah, man. I guess. <laughs> Here. Hey, you can eat some. I gotta run. Thanks. Uh, I'll catch you later, alright? Uh, sorry. Yeah, man. Hey, Thomas, I didn't know you went to parties. Who are you here with? A girl asks, wearing a tight dress made out of some stretchy black material. She looks a few drinks in and has a drink in her hand with a jewel in between her index and middle finger. Her other hand reaches for his. Oh, ha, hey. He quickly puts his hand on his nice brown leather jacket, evading. I uh, don't usually, but I'm here with my girlfriend. She's just outside here, I think. Uh, she was talking to some school friends. Uh, how about you? You are here with, uh, Victor? Ha, <laughs> you silly. 
I told him I'm at Hannah's house right now, lol. Actually, instead of going to see her, I was wondering if you wanted to uh, come sit with me in Savannah. I, uh, yeah, I think so. She's cool. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for the offer, but I'm good. We're leaving soon anyway. Tell Savannah I said hi. See you later. She rolls her purple outlined eyes, then takes a small sip of her drink. Okay, Tommy, bye. As he walks away, his girlfriend is standing near the door, attempting to look over people and saw him. She waves her hand up to make sure he sees her. As he makes his way over there, she grabs his hand and looks him in the eyes. I saw that she's with Victor, that bitch. I'm glad I'm dating a man like you. If you were any of my exes, they would, well, be my exes. <laughs> As he takes her hand with a grin, he opens the door behind her and lets her out while grabbing his keys from his pocket. Well, I'm not on that list for a reason, nor do I plan to be. As they both leave the house, he sees a man drunk outside, fumble down the stairs. His wallet slaps upon the wooden stair out of his baggy Adidas pants. Thomas quickly grabs his arm. Whoa, hey, wait. Huh? Here, uh, you don't want to go without this, right? <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. No worries. Thomas catches the eyes of two other guys sitting in the patio outside talking. They look approving of him. His girlfriend takes back her hold of his palm and he continues to his car parked on the curb. I, the art samurai, don't believe in God, a higher power, or a creator. I don't doubt my importance. I don't have faith in anything but myself and my will to be the best possible person I can be. One thing that has proven to be an effect in this hell of a world is yin and yang. For Thomas did good, he was good, and fed the light wolf within him. He was still create. He still created a rift between him and the girl in the black dress, and maybe Savannah, but he didn't mind that. He gained a better standing with his girlfriend, for she saw him before he did, and she saw his integrity challenged. But he is impenetrable, and not forfeiting his moral guidance for temporary satisfaction. That's what it means to have an impenetrable integrity. To be under hydraulic pressure, and never crack. To fall within the midst of two evil decisions, and choosing the one that might make more enemies than friends, but is morally right. Sometimes with two evils, you mustn't choose. You simply must live and let live. Bygones be bygones. My religious beliefs might differ from yours, and that is perfectly okay. I don't expect or anticipate anyone to care or change their beliefs to match mine, for I am strong enough to know that others disagree and that others may even hate or wish death upon me. With that, I say one thing. I control what I can. Anything else, I don't let affect my position. I like to use bowling as an example, for life is like rolling a bowling ball. You get one roll, one shot, one chance. Why not make every step, every breath, and every inch between you and that foul line worth it? That's all you can control. Once you bend that knee, flick your wrist, and follow through releasing the heavy bowling ball forward, you're done. That's it. You can now stand back and watch your ball roll. You can't touch it, change its course, or try again. 
You just have to believe that you rolled it with the best of your ability. And that it has a nice curve from the second arrow all the way to the strike pocket. You hit every pin. Or you didn't. Who cares? You tried your best. And if you didn't, too bad. Can't change it now. When I'm falling to my death head first, I will not cry out for the forgiveness of a God that I don't truly believe in. I won't hold out my arms in pity for the regrets in my life. I won't cry in the fear of going to an internal hell. I will know that in the last moment, every step I took, every breath I consumed, and every inch I walked, I did my best to roll that bowling ball the best I could and be the best that I could every day. I will come to a sudden stop with not a drip of fear of judgment, for I truly am accepting of whatever comes next, because that I cannot control. I can't change, and I can't worry about. I controlled what I could, my job is done, and I am fully open to anything that happens after my neurons stop firing and my heart stops conducting traffic. As I fall, all I can think is one thing. I hope the ones I love miss me. As a man, we feel we must provide. Provide protection to those who can't protect themselves, provide love to those who are deserving of it, and provide a family to the world who has been the home of all of our ancestors. We also feel a deep hatred for those who go out of their way to restrict our freedom and our ability to provide. We as men grow up taught to hold our weaknesses close. A great woman or friend or partner can help a man overcome their fears and realize their weaknesses are beautiful, for they are also the fuel for our strengths. Love is the only thing a man can't live without. Without love, there is no reason to be strong, to have integrity, or to have determination. If you don't love your country, your partner, or your children, or your faith, then there is no goal, no destination. Find that goal. Find your purpose. Find what you love and don't quit. Don't give in. And never surrender. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. An amazing quote by G. Michael Hopf. Women listening, there is no excuse for a man to lay hand on you in anger. The same for you. If you enact violence to him or others, you are now a threat to him or to any others around him. And he as a man should take up the responsibility to eliminate the threat. That does not mean kill or beat. That means either controlling your tools for said violence or simply making you unable to act violently. Whether that's unconsciousness or out of attack range, do not expect a man to treat you as lesser. You are not lesser in importance than he, and should not expect to be treated as so. Stating that a man cannot physically defend himself from your violence states that you are more important than he is, and that your life is more valuable, which is simply untrue. If you ask for equity, equality, or anything among those blurred lines, then do not slice the cake. 
You must sit at the same table, pay the same fees, and take up the same responsibilities. As a woman, you have the responsibility to act with integrity, strength, and determination. Lastly, I want to end this episode of Love, Death, and Topic with this statement. When you release that bowling ball, when you stand up to watch it roll down the lane and into the pins, do you roll a strike? Did you live your life the best you knew how? Did you live with integrity, strength, and determination? Or did you cut the cake? Anyways, this was the fourth episode of Love, Death, and Topic. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please follow. If you haven't already, it's free, and if I disappoint later on, it's free to unfollow too. I'm the Art Samurai, and I'd love to see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening, and roll that perfect 300. If you want to talk more about these topics, or simply see what I look like, join me live on Twitch at The Art Samurai. Now, time for my trademarked, copyrighted, and unwanted signature samurai sound. Hi.